0: Let's talk a little bit about ammunition and, and getting those guns ready.
1: Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that uh, you really got to make sure you nail early on with your child is, A, are they strong enough to hold the gun? B, do I need something to assist them to hold the gun? And C, do I have the right size gun for that child? Because the younger the child is, the smaller they are. You, you put an adult gun in them, you're giving them the huge disadvantage. Uh, honestly, if, if that's all you have, though, is an adult gun... There's nothing wrong with taking that adult gun, take that stock off, and run it through a saw.
2: <laughs> Camel yeah, We did that with ours. Now, the whole front of the gun was adult. My the of the gun was Walking and in the, the early dawn. Early <laughs> Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day?
0: I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move.
2: Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise-Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise-Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera. On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com.
0: And how do I find out more information about these guys?
2: You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye.
0: Eagle Seed presents American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rettles and his friends. Hi everybody, I'm the Red Bull. Mike Crace. Wayne Locke is with me in the studio. Alex will not be joining us today; had some other obligations and uh, could not be here for the recording. We're actually recording this show on Thursday, and uh, thunderstorms moving in on Friday. Wayne, people, um, you know, as 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 this shows playing back on Saturday. Hope everybody got through the storms on Friday without any damn damage.
1: Yeah, I heard the storms that could be pretty nasty coming yeah, in, and, uh, especially down in the Arkansas area. So yeah. anybody, any of our listeners down there, man, just, you know, be careful. Make sure you got gas for your generator <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, make sure you got some flashlights. Get those batteries in those flashlights. Yeah. That's always people always overlook the flashlight thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And fresh batteries. Yes. And keep fresh batteries around and spare batteries. Yeah, and As we move into severe weather season I mean, right now until the end of May. Uh, severe weather is always a possibility. Anyway, uh, uh big weekend this weekend for uh, sports fans. This is the weekend for the opening of Major League Baseball. Cardinals actually opened on Thursday. And again, we're recording on Thursday at noon. So don't know how they did on Thursday. Uh, but St. Louis Cardinals ended spring training with the best record in the Grapefruit League.
1: Well, I hope that carries on through the, the I season. I mean, that's season. going to be great. And an uh, interesting thing is this opening weekend, every single team is playing opening weekend, which I think is the oh, first, yeah. first time in 40 years they said that that's happened.
0: Uh, so it's going to be a big weekend. And, yeah. of course, Cardinals played on Thursday, off on Friday, and then they'll play Saturday Sunday Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Toronto Blue Jays are at Bush Stadium. And the Kansas City Royals, who, by the way, had the best record in the Cactus League in spring training baseball, well, Kansas City Royals also opening weekend up at Kauffman Stadium. So big, big weekend. I think it should be a national holiday.
1: <laughs> well, I'm always, I'm you know, being new, and I say new here, you know, I've been here for five years, but still I consider that new to the area, right. but I'm, I'm tossed. Do I do I root for the Kansas City Royals? Am I no. going to become a Royals fan no, or a Cardinals a Cardinal fan? fan?
0: You become a Cardinal fan.
1: Okay, so where's the split at?
0: Uh, there is no split.
1: It's just always Cardinals no matter what. I'm just wondering, exactly. where do I got to move to? Where, where should I move to if I wanted to be a Royals fan? Do I gotta Kansas be, City. I got to be north of 63 here <laughs> or, we, you know, what's going on here? No, I'm going to be a
0: Royals <laughs> fan. No, I, I kid. Uh, there are Royals fans right here in the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Uh, but, uh, no, if you're going to be on this show, you're going to be a Cardinal fan.
1: Okay. I don't, I only, the only reason I ask about the about the Royals is because I I, I remember uh, uh, what the catcher's name. I went and saw him play when I was a kid
0: uh Johnny Bench oh well, he played for Cincinnati no
1: no it wasn't Johnny
0: Bench no it was Daryl uh oh, now you got me thinking yeah uh, but anyway
1: yeah so I, I just remember he in one of the the game that I went to and I I must have been like 10 years old but the game that I went to the uh he made the the saving play at the plate oh okay and the Indians well, awesome. come around on a, a hit in the corner and they thought they were going to win in the in the extra innings and hmm. he, he made the out and they ended up, uh, the Royals ended up winning. But as a kid, you know, that was an awesome game to be to. Oh, yeah. I, I think they went 14 innings, 14 or 15 innings on oh, that Oh, wow. Game.
0: Wow. Well, that was a good one to go to. You get your money worth then. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> now, they more, you know, you go to a Major League Baseball game. And it's interesting because Major League Baseball, the powers that be, television, says the games go on too long. Mm-hmm. So they've been trying to couple of ways to shorten the games. Now, the people that are paying... $100 for tickets, they don't care how long the game goes on. Right. But the powers that be, television, they want the games to be shorter. So now they have instituted a, a clock on the pitchers. I saw that. If, there, if there's nobody on base, you have 15 seconds to deliver the pitch. Right. And batters are no longer allowed to get out of the batter's box and adjust their gloves and flip their bat and spit and do all the, you know, retie their shoes after right. every pitch. Like some of these guys. You know, that was the routine.
1: That was, and, they, and they did it on purpose. And and, and, and right.
0: no reason for it, to be quite honest. It was just a nervous habit. Uh, but anyway, and also, uh, they've done away with the shift this year in Major League Baseball. That means there have to be two infielders on either side of second base. You know, in the recent years, they allowed them the, the shortstop. It was a predominantly right field hitting player.
1: Yeah, they'd shift way over. they shift
0: had three infielders on the right side of yep second base. Batting averages were going way, way down. So they said, you know what? It's not fair. So they're going to make them play it straight up. Although you can take that uh, shortstop and moving to the outfield, or the or the, the other outfielder, take 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 your left fielder, yeah, and move him over into right field. As so so long, so long as he
1: stays on the grass.
0: As Long as he stays on the grass. Yep. And and that's the other thing: your infielders all have to be on the dirt now.
1: Or oh, they can't back or if it's up. If the field too.
0: that has you know the lines drawn, yeah, uh, yeah, they have to be inside the line. Have to be. Okay. On the infield, no longer can you hit, put your second baseman out there in short right field.
1: It's almost like they're coming up with the same rules that basketball has. You know, the <laughs> the forward can be here, but can't be here on a you know on this or the guard can't be in this position when the ball's thrown in. Uh, it's getting getting crazy, getting yeah. crazy.
0: Uh, but anyway, all it has been to shorten the games. And again, for those of us that pay the hundred bucks for a ticket to go to a game, kind of like your fourteen inning game, mm-hmm. I don't care how long that game goes on. I want my money's worth. But I'm a baseball purist, right? And they also made the bases bigger to try and encourage more stolen bases. <laughs> and in spring training, it worked. Did it really? Yeah. Instead of being 15-inch uh, squares, the bases are now 18-inch squares.
1: Size matters.
0: Well, I mean, that's that's six inches shorter between the bases on the base path.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: And you know, the bang-bang plays. Well, that extra three inches will make a difference.
1: Right. Get that glove on that corner.
0: I guess so. But anyway, uh, so Major League Baseball is up and running. Of course, we'll uh, continue to track Cardinals and Royals as the season goes on and others as well. I mean, golly, it's Major League Baseball. Yeah, the greatest game on the planet. I know the football peers, you know, oh, no, 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 football, football become number one. Uh, Baseball will always be America's game.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's, you're never going to really change that thought process. I mean, I, I myself, as everybody knows, has been listening. I'm not a huge baseball fan at all, right? But um, you know, football's always been my thing. But I don't. I, I enjoy a game, but here, and I love extra inning games. So I, I'm yeah. sorry, sorry to the TV stations. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I love extra inning because that's where the excitement is. You know, it really yeah. builds up. It's like oh, the yeah. first seven innings are like okay, time to meet with your friends and you know sit around and talk, have a beer or whatever, and then. When it comes time for, you know, seventh, when you get to the eighth and ninth inning, then it's like, okay, who's who's going to win? Yeah. Who's, you get the extra that innings. suspense. Right. You get the it's extra innings, suspense. you're really on the edge of your seat. Oh, yeah.
0: Every pitch counts. Yep. And the other thing about why why baseball will always be, in my opinion, America's game, football was invented in Canada.
1: <laughs> oh, those dang North people. That
0: is, that is, and that's a fact.
1: I, I, actually, I did not know that. The game
0: of football was designed in in, in canada
1: and we perfected it
0: and we perfected it There you go. and then we play it a whole lot better than they do uh but anyway so uh anyway we're going to talk turkey hunting on the show today i should have said that earlier before we got off on baseball but we are going to talk turkey hunting the uh, uh youth hunt as you're listening to this show uh on saturday youth hunt going on this weekend in missouri mm-hmm. uh the first and second saturday sunday and then next weekend the eighth and ninth will be the arkansas youth hunt and there's one thing in particular that arkansas Hunters are going to be taking kids hunting need to know, and we'll get to that in our next segment. You're listening to the American Roots Outdoors radio show with Alex Rutledge and his friends. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Far, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. The farm, wishing on some love. I've been on a big boy for a while. I could load him in the back of my truck. We can take him to a holler. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of
0: power.
2: Hey Turkey Hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. <laughs> Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't, they are American owned, American made, made one at a time, hand loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy long beard jobber. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com. An old pair of hunting boots, passed on down, planted deep in the ground, around your heart, so
0: you never got to worry. But Grits presents American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. I'm Red Bull Mike Grace. Alex uh, is not with us today. Wayne Locke is with us in the studio. It's the opening weekend of the Missouri Youth, well, the only weekend of the Missouri Youth Turkey Hunt. So good luck to any of the hunters. And if you're listening to this show after you've been in the woods, hopefully you're dragging a, a big old turkey gobbler out of the woods right now.
1: Right. I, yep. got you, one
0: in the back of the truck hauling them home
1: and you said you had uh, something to touch on about the uh, Arkansas Arkansas. Yes. Arkansas
0: youth if you're going to be hunting the Arkansas youth hunt is April 8th and 9th Easter weekend Easter weekend, right. Easter weekend. Um, all Arkansas youth have to have a uh, I think it's called the CID customer Identif- identification number okay now it's free there's no test or anything like that but you have to apply online and get that so if you're gonna be, if you're you know, a child of age to hunt the youth hunt, what six to fifteen, I think it is. Yes, and you're gonna go on the youth hunt, and moms and dads, aunts and uncles, whoever taking those kids, you got to make sure they've got these. You've got to go online and register, and I think it just comes back to you immediately. But they're, they're you, they that child has to have that customer identification
1: number. Now is this because Arkansas is, is instituting a tracking system for youth? I have
0: no idea. Huh. Uh, but I would assume that that probably is part of the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know Ohio has a similar thing where they you have to if you're taking a a child hunting, you can become. It's a um, not a sponsor tag. I forget the name of it, but there's a, a another tag you apply for and you get that says, "Hey, I'm I'm taking a youth out with me." Right. So, and again, they use it for tracking, you know, sure. success of youth in that because right. that's how they're going to adjust their their seasons and stuff how many how many birds can the youth get this year
0: uh I think they just get the one
1: just the one okay yeah
0: just, uh, then and I think maybe they can kill their second during the regular regular season right uh but during the youth weekend you can only if kill only get one, one. Bird. okay only one bird during the youth weekend at least as far as I know check the manual
1: I love the fact that the we week, two weekends are a week apart because instead of being on the same weekend now Missouri youth can or arkansas youth can you know hunt each state and you actually get two weekends out of it
0: yeah or someone who wants to take kids. Right. Especially like where I live, right here on the state line in Thayer. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it might be, you know, a kid in Arkansas and one in Missouri, and now you could take them both. Right. You take one one weekend. That's true. The other one the next weekend. Yeah. And remember, those kids got to be hanging on to those guns. All right. So uh, if if there's a game warden, uh, Glass, and you're holding the gun during yeah, youth weekend, you're going to be in trouble.
1: Don't carry the gun in for the child. No. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they gotta, Big mistake. And
0: that's why... You know, you look at a lot of these pictures that get posted and you go, eh, that kid really kill that turkey? Right. Uh, because they, you know, the, it's up to the kids to do a majority of the work. And when we talk about work and turkey hunting, turkey hunting is work. Yeah. Uh, so and I know we touch on this all the time, uh, Wayne, uh, but turkey hunting, just like deer hunting, if you're taking really, especially the young kids, you really need to find a way to entertain them until the birds come in. True. You know, we've talked about electronics. And, and things like that. And I would suggest, and, and I think if I was going to take a kid turkey hunting and I'm not a good enough caller to even think about taking a kid turkey hunting, but if you are and you do, I think a blind is the thing to go with.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I'm a 100% blind person. And a lot of that though has to do, cause we've had guests on in the past few weeks who said that they, they run a gun with their kids. Right now for me, I always was limited by the size of my property. I couldn't really run sure. a gun. If you're only hunting sure. 10 acres, 5 acres, uh, there's times where I'm only hunting 3-acre not, plots. Not much
0: running and gunning. Not
1: right. much running and gunning. But a blind is something I've used for the last 30 years with children. And, right. it, and these new blinds that we got from Tide Wee, where you can see through, that changes the game for your kids.
0: See, that's why, and that's what I was going to say. And if you're going to purchase a blind, a Tidewee see-through blinds. And I say the Tidewee see-through blinds because there are others that are making them now. But the Tide Wee is about half the cough. Oh yeah, of some of the other of some of the others. So go to you know Tide Wee. Just do a search for it on Google. Take a look at these things, and you're going to want to order one. Oh
1: yeah, and
0: and there are promo codes to save money on them. And
1: yeah, we got promo sales. and we got promo codes on our Facebook page. If you use our promo code, you get eighteen percent off of, of the price, and, and you get and it's not it's a, if I'm correct, it's eighteen percent off the sale price, right. which makes it even cheaper. So right. you're getting a. a Beautiful blind for a fraction of the cost of what a regular one is at, like, Walmart and that. Yeah. And so much better quality.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, check those out. And, and again, if you're going to take that kid, I mean, I, I would think, especially the younger kid. Now, maybe they get up there around, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. You can get them to sit still. Yeah. Because movement is the game killer in Turkey. hunting.
1: Right. And there and there are kids that can't sit still. I right. mean, I without there are a doubt, adults that Let, can't sit still. look at Tom, Thomas Moore, his kids. They don't they don't hunt a blind at all. You know, unless they're unless they're duck hunting, they're not in a blind. Right. You know, they're they're. Uh, they, I mean, he's they got his out kids out. out. Right, he's got his kids out. You know, sitting still in that, but mm-hmm. he's got them trained pretty good at an early age. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he boy, he's got a system. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, but I think for it, it just in general terms. I would think if you're taking kids turkey hunting, and even in the regular season for adults, I mean, the blinds are getting more and more popular all the time. Right. Now, I know that there are those traditional turkey hunters out there say, well, what about, you know, if we hear a bird over there and we want to go to that bird. And mm-hmm. you can't, obviously you can't tear down the blind, no. take it with you. Uh, but if you've, you know, used your wise eye cameras and you, you know where those birds are coming in in the morning, you set up that blind. You're ready to go.
1: Right. The other advantage is also those cameras. If you know where they're gonna be in going to be going, because after they get usually to the fields, they go right to their dusting areas. Mm-hmm. They go right to their their um, uh, you know their, well, their, their staging areas. Yeah, their staging areas. And if you know where those are at, you can pre-plan. Say, okay, well, I don't want to be where they're flying down because I can never call them in because they're with too many hens. But once those uh, toms leave those hens, they're going over to that dusting area. They're going over to that strutting zone. Set up over there. You know yeah. your hunt. May not be at seven o'clock in the morning when it flies down. Your hunt may be 10 o'clock, but those cameras, the wise eye cameras are going to tell you where to be and when to be. Yeah.
0: And they're also, if if you've got several on your property, they're going to tell you uh, you're in the wrong spot because the turkeys are over here. Yep. And you can,
1: and, and a lot of things that people overlook is you can create strutting zones. You know, all you got to do is take a shovel and a hoe and you clear out a nice big dirt area. And then just you know make sure that dirt is real loose, like sandy loose. I guarantee the the, the toms, the hens are gonna going to be coming into it. They're going to be coming into it. They love dust bowls, and if you can create one, you created yourself a spot like in deer hunting. Wow,
0: that's, well, that's good. That's good to know. I was not aware of that.
1: Yeah, it's a little trick that I did in Ohio. And if you know, again, I'm hunting two acres, three acre, four acre plots. But if the turkeys are in another area, another field that I can't get on, mm-hmm. I created a dusting area and a, a strutting zone for them. And after a few weeks, they hit, started hitting it. So again, you know, create this early, get them into your area. You know they're going to be there. You can pull them off your neighbors.
0: Yeah. See, and I would think, uh, and you just answer that question. But I mean, that's something that you're going to want to do early on. Early on, yeah. Early on. Yeah. Uh,
1: don't wait till not the day, day. before. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not like
0: creating a a, a a scrape where you can just put some buck urine in it.
1: Right, and the buck no, will no, come, come by no, when Susie smells and, it, right? Know,
0: yeah, half hour. Um, all right, folks, you're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with um, Alex Rutledge and his friends. We'll continue this talk in turkey here on this Saturday. Stay with us. More coming up in just a moment.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Kippen, and you're listening to my old buddy, Alex Rutledge, with American Roots Outdoors. And American Roots. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed?
1: Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? Buckgrits.com.
2: Buck well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed?
1: Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head.
2: And it's going to help the and does, I assume, too, after they have the fawns.
1: That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop.
2: Well, where can I get Buck Grits?
1: buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a
2: retailer near you if you want a healthy deer herd use buck grits hey guys it's food plot planting time here in the ozarks and all across the country what are you planting this year wayne I'm going to be putting some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put wait, some wait,
0: extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord?
1: Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring.
2: It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord it has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com.
0: Apex, Ammunition, and Hornady present American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. I'm Threadbone Mike Crace. Uh, Wayne Locke is here. We're talking turkey hunting today. Alex Rutledge had some other obligations, cannot be here today. So, uh, we- yeah, <coughs> excuse yeah. me, Wayne, let's talk. We we'll talked about Hornady and, excuse me, Apex. Let's talk a little bit about ammunition and, and getting those guns ready.
1: Yeah, that's one of the biggest things that uh, you really got to make sure you nail early on with your child. Is a, are they strong enough to hold the gun? B, do I need something to assist them to hold the gun? And C, do I have the right size gun for that child? Because the younger the child is, the smaller they are. You you put an adult gun in them, you're giving them the huge disadvantage. Uh, honestly, if if that's all you have, those an adult gun. There's nothing wrong with taking that adult gun, take that stock off and run it through a saw (laughs)
0: because
1: we did that with ours. Now, the whole front of the gun was adult, but the back of the gun was cut down for a youth and it worked perfect. But if they can't reach that trigger and it's not easily accessible to them, you're just putting them at a disadvantage.
0: Yeah. Do you suggest shooting sticks for a kid?
1: I, I, yeah, anything that helps them steady it, definitely. I, myself, always had that uh, little pad that you put on your leg, went mm-hmm. up to your knee and had a little V right. in it. Yep. To me, that was the greatest invention <laughs> for, for assisting a turkey hunter. I still use it. I absolutely love it. Um, And it just keeps the gun still, helps you know steady it in that. Uh, definitely, you're going to want something uh, for the kid. But, uh, you know, speaking of ammunition, you, you take Apex. And what they're doing, you put and you now you can put that in a four ten. Yeah, this kid does not have to go out with a twelve gauge or a twenty gauge
0: or, a tw- or yeah, exactly. Right,
1: you put him out with a four ten with this apex stuff, and he's nailing them at forty yards.
0: And you got to get those kids out there and let them shoot those guns. Yeah, I mean
1: you got to pattern them. They've
0: got well, pattern them and, and just let them shoot them.
1: Yeah, so they're I not mean, scared. So,
0: so they're not scared because uh, any kid that knows a little bit about hunting and you start talking, well, we're going to shoot a twenty gauge or a twelve gauge and they know yeah oh i'm gonna be shooting a 12 gauge, and their chances are they're gonna be a little bit scared
1: yep and the best thing to do to get a child started on it is you use let a uh, bird load low brass
0: yep well, no well, kick let them, let them <laughs> shoot it well let them shoot it and, and get used to it and you know, know that yeah you can do this
1: right the, the worst thing you can do is put a, a magnum load in a, a gun and say here you go <laughs> shoot it for the first time you know because you're gonna scare the heck out of the kid it's gonna hurt like I said, bird loads, low brass. Let them just play and learn and feel and you, it.
0: And you may, and you may ruin them from hunting altogether.
1: Correct. Yep. At, at a
0: young age, and you don't want to do that at no. so, uh, You know. And we talk about making enjoyment or making the hunt enjoyable, and that's part of that is know that they're comfortable with that gun. Uh, would you suggest Wayne that uh, uh, maybe you know people that are looking at taking kids on a youth hunt? You know the old HR breakdown, single shot. Mm-hmm. i mean great guns for turkey hunting you know they're relatively inexpensive right i mean if you had a kid that you weren't sure that he was going to be a turkey hunter but he kind of wants to go and find out i would think that'd be the perfect investment for their first year or two of turkey hunting
1: oh yeah you could buy a 410 or 20 single gauge like a, a savage yeah, makes a like good one
0: 129 149 bucks. exactly
1: 120 bucks and yep. you i've seen them on sale like at walmart for 99 dollars
0: yeah and, and and because they may not like it at all So why go out and spend a lot of money for a turkey gun, especially a youth gun that they're going to use for a few years anyway?
1: Yeah, you're looking at six, seven, eight hundred dollars for, you know, a specialized gun.
0: Yeah. And then them not like it. And now, of course, you know, the gun will retain some of its value. But um, yeah. And and those old breakdowns, I mean, they're just so safe. Yeah. Because once you shoot it, it can't be fired again.
1: Exactly. And it's also great that they're lightweight. So you can you know, we were talking earlier about the child having to carry his gun in. Big difference between carrying that uh, a four ten breakdown single shot and a a twelve gauge pump.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like an old Browning or something like that. Right. All right. So um, anyway, so you know, get them a gun they're comfortable with. Let them shoot that gun. Make sure they're comfortable with it. And uh, the other thing is safety, safety, safety. And we talk about it during deer season and and any other kind of hunting. And it's got to be first and foremost. And that is, you never shoot at something you haven't positively identified exactly i mean if it's just movement in the bushes i don't care if it's clucking or purring or goblin you don't shoot at it until you absolutely 199 percent sure that it is a turkey
1: yep guaranteed and make sure you see that it has a beard yes. <laughs> you got to make sure it has a beard because hey, it may be a hen, a bearded hen. you can shoot those but the the biggest mistake that I've heard of is people say, especially with children, they will have a few turkeys come in. They don't wait till the tom or Jake clear the hens before Temporary. they take yeah. their shot. So they'll take their shot, and next thing you know, you got a hen down too. Yeah, big mistake. Big mistake. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, are you going to get in trouble for it? Hey, you're not going to go to jail if you're six years old and you shoot a hen by accident. But uh, you know, you do need to let the the officers know what happened, and you know they'll they'll take the yeah, hen. Yeah, don't and, try and hide it. No, yeah, that's the worst thing you can do. Because
0: kids are apt to talk.
1: But make sure, you know, get your kids to understand that, that Tom and Jake must be clear of anything. Make sure there's no hens behind it, mm-hmm. you know, even 20, 30 yards behind it. But Today's
0: ammunition, none, that's, and even, that's and a problem. even Even close to the side or in, Correct. Fr- or in front of it.
1: Correct. Yep. Yep. You know, they got to be clear.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, I don't care if that gobbler is up the hill and the hens down the hill. If she's in line, you don't know but what that gun's going to drop and boom.
1: Yep. A buddy of mine took his son out, or excuse me, daughter, not son. Uh, and they had a Tom come in with two hens, and they were behind a log, a fallen log. And then there was like a big oak tree, and then it was going to be clear. So she got all set up for them to come out of that oak tree, and then she was going to take that Tom. Tom's leading the way. Here's the two hens behind. When they got behind that oak tree, they switched positions. Yep. Yeah. The hen came out first. She did not identify as soon as she saw a head, boom! She shot and ended up taking a hen. You know, it is a it is a problem, but again, make sure you identify that it has a beard before you shoot.
0: All right, folks! We're talking turkey hunting on the American Roots Outdoors Radio uh, today. And again, Alex, uh, you know, not with us today uh, as other to obligations. And uh, Alex has been down south turkey calling and doing all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh yeah, he. He's out having fun. <laughs> He's out having fun. <laughs> he calls now, it work. He right, he calls it work. But it, again, it's not work if you're enjoying it. That's right. Um now he did get I know there was some frustration. Uh he had a problem getting some turkeys in. Um what state was he in?
0: He was it in Louisiana for a while and then went to Alabama.
1: Oh, I think it was I think it was Louisiana. Before he left Louisiana, he went turkey hunting and he that was a struggle. He said the birds weren't gobbling. They gobbled one time, you know, in the morning on the first day they were hunting, and they never gobbled after that. Wow! He said he that was the first time in a long, long, long time that he got skunked on a turkey hunt. Wow! So that's that. You know, hey, the turkeys sometimes they cooperate, sometimes they don't.
0: Well, that's that's true, and and also there's also the issue. It seems like the season is coming awfully quick. <laughs> I mean, even the regular season, Wayne in Missouri and yep. Arkansas opens on April seventeenth. We Just got done with winter like three days ago, right? I mean, three days ago, it was sub-Z or sub-freezing temperatures, yeah. In the morning,
1: you walk out, you're, you're scraping frost off your car,
0: yeah. I, I had to do and that today, it's gonna Tuesday. be 70 degrees, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but it just seems like the season is coming off, early because you know, I go to the same place to have lunch every day, and a lot of hunters are there, yeah. I'm not hearing anybody hearing about turkey's gobble or hearing turkey's gobble, and usually by you know, here we are two and a half weeks from the opening of the season in Missouri people are talking about turkeys gobbling all over the place
1: right yeah it, I don't know what's going on with them they uh they started gobbling around us which is to me is fantastic mm-hmm. because last year I heard one gobble the entire right, season right um, I'm not hunting my property this year because it's, I just don't feel we have enough turkeys on it to hunt it right I want to let the population kind of get up a little bit but uh, coyotes is my big thing right now. Raccoons, <laughs> that's what I'm after. So you know, that's what we're trying to nail down. But, um, you know, we were talking uh, earlier about the youth hunt and going in blinds and stuff. One more thing. If you decide that, like you said, hey, the turkeys are over here. I want to get my youth over there, but I got to get out of the blind and do it. They make those uh, portable front cover blinds that are on, you know, sticks, mm-hmm. like four sticks. And it's got the camo right. sure. you know, cloth in between. Yeah. Grab one of those because it, you can put that right in front and it gives a chance for the child to lift the gun if you're pretty much hidden until it gets above that blind. But it does, you know, if he's moving his feet or whatever, it, it does hide it. So if you're going to run and gun, that's the way to go with a kid. Make sure you have something that you can put in front. So. You get that
0: camouflage burlap.
1: Exactly. And, and do exactly. the same thing. Just pin it up. Hang it you over do the tree same thing. thing. You got yep. it. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Yep. All right, we need to go to another break. We'll be back with uh, more on American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends in just a moment. Hey everybody! This is
2: Michael Wadding with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors. Man, don't miss an episode. Accurate, they ain't down. We'll be waiting when they hit the ground. Big time coming. It's what we do. From a whippoorwill to a old ouse, who
0: sitting still. Accurate, deadly, good. dependable. Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet ammunition reloading tool and accessories design and manufacturer today, Hornady. Each piece is hand inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly. Simply put, the best Hornady ammunition. Find Hornady ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com.
2: Take you do a holler? can do a feel. A crown security big old
0: hill. you know, Alex, there is a, a company in the outdoors that wants to provide quality hunting gear at affordable prices for the everyday hunter.
2: Yes, there is Redbone, and it's Tide We. These guys are a blue-collar company. They make excellent products that's very affordable for everybody. And these guys want to help every outdoorsman live out their passions in the outdoors. And to find out more about this company just go to
1: www.tidewee.com. That's T I D E W E.com.
2: Mao Bear Boots passed on Down Down Planet Deep in the Ground.
0: Wise Eye Technology and Wee. Present American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. We we mentioned uh, uh, Wise Eye earlier in the show, talking about those Wise Eye cameras being such an instrumental uh, part of your hunting experience. And I don't care what you're hunting, mm-hmm. you can use these cameras, and they will tell you. And and the beauty is Wayne, and don't want to get on a whole pitch here for uh, Wise Eye Technologies, but uh, when a turkey comes in, that camera is going to put that turkey in a turkey folder. Correct. When a deer comes in, it's going to put that deer in a deer folder. Uh, When squirrels or other coyotes, predators come in, they're going to put them in a different folder. So you don't have to go through hundreds and hundreds of photos just to find photos of your turkey. Right. You're going to go to the turkey folder.
1: Yep. And and one of the great things about the hunt control app Mm -hmm. is that you can put on there, hey, I want you only to send to my phone when a turkey comes in or when a coyote comes in or whatever, you know, a buck comes in. You can program that to where it may take 100 pictures that day, but if only three turkeys came in, you're only going to get three uh, pictures sent to your phone. It oh, saves great. your saves you from your phone ding all Man, the time. That's just
0: that's just amazing, right? Just absolutely amazing. And uh, of course, we talked about Tide we, Wee early on too about the uh, the see through blinds, which yep. are just amazing. And again, folks, they are uh, they are about half the price of other retailers and other brands that are making the see through blinds.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, they really are. they you
1: know, and we we also talked. You mentioned about uh, electronics. You know, something to keep mm-hmm. your kid busy. One of the things. Uh, there's people out there like, man, I will never have an electronic, you know, f- with my kid out in the woods because you know it's time to to be in the woods. It's not time to be on the games. Um, two things about that. One, there's nothing wrong with having electronics in there because the if you go to the state app, there's actually a bird section, and I always carried a bird book. Mm-hmm. But one of the games we used to play with the kids is hey, I you know, you see a bird, first person that can identify it, you know, maybe they get a sucker or, or something like that. Uh, we always, bar, yeah, we always played a game out of it. You know, who can identify the most? And uh, so there's things you can do to entertain the kids. And still to, learn we, something. And still learn something about the woods, about woodsmanship, without it being on a game and they're over there playing Roblox or something.
0: <laughs> but you do need to turn the volume down. Uh, yeah (laughs) you need to turn the volume down on those games all right
1: yeah binoculars is another thing we always took because kids love binoculars yeah who knows what they're looking at half the time but they love binoculars
0: well in the spot of turkey binoculars are absolutely going to help you oh yeah especially if you're hunting in the woods
1: yep exactly
0: i I talked to somebody earlier today we're talking about turkey hunting and taking kids and and i tried to pass along what a little bit of wisdom that i'd know about turkey hunting he said well i saw a lot of turkeys when i was deer hunting but I'm not seeing any now.
1: I would expect that.
0: And, and I remember a long, long time ago, uh, hearing Ray I speak and uh, is actually on, on the radio. And, and Ray and uh, maybe been on this show. We've had Ray on a couple of times mm-hmm. over the years. And Ray said, where you see turkeys in the fall, you will not see turkeys in the spring. Exactly. Because the turkeys are going to move according to the food source. Correct. So if you were deer hunting in an area that's heavy in the fall with acorns, you're going to see a lot of turkeys mm-hmm. because it's part of their diet. Exactly. In the springtime, there are no acorns.
1: No, nope, they already got so them all. they're not
0: going to go there. <laughs> they're going to go to the fields, and the reason they come in the fields, number one, to be seen because it's breeding season. Yep. And number two, they're going to get those young insects and those young sprouts that are coming up, and that's what, they're, that's what their food source is.
1: Right, and that's why we talked just a couple of weeks ago about getting like your eagle seed frost seeding because they're going to those that clover is going to be coming up the same time they're out there looking for uh insects for that the uh the young uh foliage coming up in that. Yeah. So if you get that in your food plots, I put it on I have a tractor path that I put it on as just beautiful lush clover. Uh Alex actually called me the other day. He goes, "Dude, you have no idea how jealous I am about the way your your tractor path came out." He goes, "That is the greenest tractor path I have ever seen." But you know, put that eagle seed clover down. It's It's got five different clovers in it. And I tell you what, when they, they start flowering, because they, they come in at different times. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I went to, with the five blend. They come in at different times. But as soon as they start flowering and you get all those bees on there and the yeah. other insects, you I guarantee you're going to have turkeys coming in yeah. because that's what they're looking for.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what you and That's where you need
1: for. to set your blind up is between their roosting area and their feeding area.
0: Yeah, and, and, that, and, and the reason I say that is because I know there are people out there I uh, like me that aren't experienced turkey hunters that are going to say, oh, there are turkeys there in the fall. That's where I'm going turkey hunting. Yeah. Chances are you're not. I mean, you may see a stray here or there, or it may be, you know, just a regular path that they walk. But chances are you're not going to see turkeys no. in the same place you were seeing turkeys when you were deer hunting
1: yep i had a farmer tell me one time because i said something about hey you might if i come you know next spring to turkey hunt because man i'm seeing turkeys all over the place he's like you sure can he says you're seeing them all on the west side of my property he goes but you need to make sure you're on the east side when it comes time for turkey hunting which at the time made no sense to me i was only like 16 or 17 years old yeah but it took a farmer to tell me <laughs> you're seeing them here they're going to be on the opposite end next in the springtime
0: yeah and that's no thing about turkey hunting uh you know if you're looking for a place to go uh, you'll talk to your your farmer neighbors or yep. friends that have farms because chances are they're going to know where those birds are.
1: Yeah. And, and, and speaking of neighbors, I want to throw a plug in real quick on something that is uh, I feel very important is if your neighbor if your neighbors hunt with today's population being the way it is and in a kind of a critical stage right now. Talk to your neighbors. Find out if they're shooting. If they're going to plan on shooting any on their property, and if so, how many. Because if they're going to take two on their property, and you got they are right next to you. And you guys are hunting kind of like the same ridge line or whatever, and, you know. And you're going to take and say you want to take one on yours. You got to think to yourself: Is there enough population? If I take three toms out, that's going to hurt my population. Right. So if your neighbor's going to hunt, they're going to take two. You know, you may only want to take one on yours and go somewhere else for another one. Yes. Uh, but you know, talk to your neighbors, find out if they're hunting, find out you know, look at their goals and what they're looking to take out because you don't want to hurt the population more than what we're already hurting now.
0: Yeah, and again, uh, we've been talking you know, a lot about the youth hunt, which is going on this weekend in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Next weekend in Arkansas, don't forget those CIDs, those uh, customer identification uh, numbers or whatever they're calling them. Right. I uh, have a friend who hates the fact that they call them customer identification numbers. He said, we are not customers of the Arkansas Game and Fish. They work for us.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> he, he, he's not opposed to them doing it. He just wishes they would have called them
1: something Something else. different, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, anyway, so uh, make sure you get those. And, and, you know, the best best thing to do as we get ready to wrap things up here, Wayne, is to check your manuals. Get, I mean, anywhere you buy your turkey tags, they are going to have those manuals out there with all the rules, all the regulations. There could be some th- things that change, uh, different parts of the state. There are some rules that are different yep. than other parts of the state, just like deer and deer season. And in Arkansas, you know, there's a difference in how many turkeys you can harvest, whether it be the, the youth season or the regular season. Uh, depending on what zone you hunt in. right And Arkansas is different from Missouri, and this broken down into different zones.
1: Yep, and the, the other thing, I'm real important, I want to mention is that if you've been feeding all winter, you better make sure you have no feed Right. You better have stopped your feeding about ten days ago, yeah. Because there better not be any corn or whatsoever, and, and no, they're not going to fall for the excuse of "Hey, I was feeding the squirrels, not yeah. the, not the <laughs> yeah, turkeys." Work. Doesn't work. It won't work. These guys are. <laughs> they're going to still pull out their little ticket book and be like, "Oh, I got a yeah. surprise for you." And
0: nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that. No. All right, so it's about time to uh, wrap it up on the uh, program for today. I hope folks have enjoyed. And of course, Alex will be with us again next week. We'll talk more turkey and we'll get next week we'll get Alex to do some turkey sounds and some calling techniques as we get ready for the opening of the regular portion of the turkey hunt for the spring which opens in Missouri and Arkansas on April 17th
1: yep exactly and we, we got the podcast if you've Enjoyed this uh, show. Just make sure you head over to the podcast because we got another uh, segment here for you. We're going to talk more about youth and some of the stuff the youth need to carry as far as calls and stuff that they can use. Um, And also, we're doing a giveaway this uh, weekend that if every fifth person for the first 50, I'm going to look at who joins our podcast page. That's American Roots Outdoors podcast. You join our group page. Every fifth person that joins, you're going to get a package in the mail with a bunch of uh, stickers on it for your vehicle.
0: Oh, very cool. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, for Alex Rutledge, Wayne Luck, I'm Red Bull Mike Grace. Hope you've enjoyed uh, today's program. And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind.
2: So you never got to worry what the wind
0: for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station.
1: Amped Outdoors presents American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. Alex is playing hooky today. So me and Mike are in the studio. This is Wayne Locke. I got Mike Craig sitting next to me. And we are going to finish this segment here up in our, our show with uh, more about youth season and one thing we need to touch base on is calling
0: yes yeah are you going to call during the youth portion of the hunt Wayne? because i don't know and, and i've made it very clear i don't know a whole lot about turkey on. uh do you call the same as you would call during the regular portion of the season later in the month
1: yeah oh that's a that's a trick question because <laughs> yes and no yeah, again, you're going to have to base it on what the turkeys are doing. If the turkeys are gobbling hard, you're going to call one way. If turkeys aren't, and you know, you may want to start talking to your hens. That's one of the things that is really overlooked by turkey hunters. Uh, if you want to be successful, you got to learn how to talk to the hens because sometimes you need to bring that boss hen in. You bring her in, the toms, the jakes, they're going to follow. And, hey, and during youth season, the, there is nothing in that regulation book that says it must be a tom. And not a Jake. Let that kid. If you got the population, okay, let the kid have some success and enjoyment. Yeah, you know, if it shoots a Jake, that, to that kid that is the same as shooting a Tom. He's gonna have that excitement. He's gonna be hooked. I. He's gonna be hooked as soon as he hears a gobble. I'm sure. I mean, I think you tell me a hunter that's not hooked when they hear a gobble. But you, know, uh, you really want to let that kid have some success. Don't tell him, oh no, don't shoot those two Jakes over there. Uh, we we got to wait for a Tom. You just kinda busting this bubble. And I I myself I mean that's a personal thing between you and and your son or daughter that you're doing. I so I'm not gonna say what you're saying is wrong, but my my viewpoint is always let the kid have some success. You gotta look at it from a six-year-old or eight-year-old or ten-year-old view, not a forty or fifty year old view who we hunt differently.
0: Yeah, and I would think that as long as that bird has got a beard. Correct. Because it's a bearded turkey. As long as it's got a beard and that kid is in the woods, you wanna let them take that bird. And and I don't care if there's, you know, three three long beards coming in at the same time. And you think, oh, that one over there's got a twelve inch beard. And that one, he's only about ten inches. Doesn't matter. Right. Whichever one he wants to shoot, probably gonna be the first one that comes in the range. Yeah. <laughs> let him make that or her, that that young hunter, let them make that decision.
1: Right. And you know, and again we're probably talking more of kids that are going out for the first time. But if this is your kids, you know, fifth or sixth season, that, first off, that's awesome. I yeah. love the fact that hear that they're going on multiple well, really seasons. It. But, you know, it's see what they're, at, at, ask them what their goal is. You know, what yeah. is your goal this year? It, it may be just like deer hunting. My goal is to shoot something bigger than I shot last year. Yeah, You know, but some kids, I know parents who, their kids shot five or six jakes over five or six years because they just wanted to shoot something with a beard, like you said. And to them, it was just like shooting a 14-point buck. Yeah, you know, there's no difference.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just keep in mind that it the kids hunt,
1: right? We're hunt. Yep, and we were talking about calling. You know, people say, "Well, should I do all the calling and not let my kid call?" Well, again, that goes back to a personal decision. Have you let your kid practice calling? You know, is mouth calling for a child probably one of the hardest things to do, Mm -hmm. but a box call and a slate call, to me, are the easiest things. And too many people say, "Well, they really don't sound like a turkey." Well, to me, that's, that just means they're probably going to get a turkey coming in yeah. because if you if you sound too perfect, you know, that's one thing. I, I remember one time I was sitting in the woods and I had uh, somebody you could hear somebody, you know, calling or, or at the time I thought it was a turkey because it was, you know, just like perfect clucks, perfect, you know, yelps and uh, sounds just like a turkey. Man, I was getting all ready in that. And then sure enough, I, I it stops and I hear some crunching behind me. And then I hear scraping behind me. The next thing I know, I hear somebody sit down <laughs> on the same tree that oh, I was in. Oh my. I turn around. And I'm like, dude, he, I scared the <laughs> heck out of him. First off, he about jumped out of his seat. Mm. But I'm like, I honestly thought you were a turkey because it was so the calling was so messed up, Yeah, you know, that I'm like, OK, well, it, it's definitely a hen coming in. It's not that perfect calling. Sure. So, you know, let your kid call. Hey, they're going to learn. It's ex- you know, that's part of learning. You know, but a box call, and a slate call, you know, like our Margaret call to me, perfect Mm -hmm. call Mm -hmm. to let a child start learning on. Yeah. Because no matter how you take that striker and you move it on that call, it seems to pick up a Yelp. Very, very easy.
0: Yeah. And if that's all the kid wants to do, that's all he can do. Just let him do it. Yep. There there have been many a turkey kill with nothing but a Yelp.
1: Exactly. Yep. No doubt. And, And one, another thing you can do is, Say you you know as a you've done your homework you know as the dad or mom that hey my turkeys ain't coming in till ten o'clock there's nothing wrong with letting him you know do that calling in the morning first thing because you know you already know you've done the scouting you know the area that hey they ain't no birds coming in for the first three hours let him call yeah this way he feels he had some part of the hunt you know again we're getting we got to make sure the kids are out there enjoying themselves because they don't enjoy themselves. They ain't coming back next yep, year. They
0: won't they won't go back. No. And, and that's not what we want. That's not the objective. The objective with the youth hunts are to get kids hooked. Right. It's not all about just killing a turkey. Nope. It's about the total experience. And you need to make as I've said this a dozen times today. You need to make the total experience enjoyable for the kid.
1: Yes. No. And that's what doubt. it's about. And for me, this year I'm taking, I've got my six year old I'm taking out. This will be first time turkey hunting. My four-year-old wants to go with me, so we're going to sit in a blind because he there's no way that kid sits still. <laughs> but I have three foster kids also with me. And the oldest one, the three-year-old, is already asking if he can go hunting with me. Mm. Um, and I I've, I talked to the social worker. There's no problem with it. We're going to let him come out and sit with me in a blind this year. And I may not even take a gun with me. Right, I'll just let him come in and just listen to call, let him just kind of see what it's about and watch him come in. And for me on the personal side of this i would love to have deer come in <laughs> because yeah he's going to be seeing everything then and then maybe he'll understand more of what happens during deer season because if i get a deer to come in i could talk to him about hey if we were deer honey this is what we're looking for this is sure. what we would do let him get the full experience yeah
0: let it be a learning experience and uh and let him have some fun right i right, did uh folks good luck i mean and again the uh uh, Missouri youth hunt going on this weekend. As you hear the show, the weekend uh, continues. And uh, next weekend in Arkansas, the 8th and 9th, in the regular season, uh, regular turkey hunt in both Missouri and Arkansas starts on April 17th. Now, in Arkansas, there are two different ending dates, Wayne. So, guys, if you want to keep this in mind, if you're hunting Arkansas Zone 1, the season is only eight days long, April 17th through the 25th. Okay. If you're hunting in Zone 2, It's April 17th through May the 7th, just like the Missouri season. Missouri season, April 17th through May
1: 7th. Out of curiosity, because I'm not familiar with the zones in Arkansas, is Zone 2 the lower half of the state?
0: No, Zone 2, I believe, is the northern half of
1: the state. The northern half, okay. Oh, that's right, yeah, there's a later date.
0: Zone 1, yeah, yeah. All right, so, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today. Hope you enjoyed our bonus uh, section and, and hope you leave a review that'll get you in for some of the giveaways that we do periodically here on American Roots Outdoors. And we hope that you'll join us again next week.
1: And, like we say here at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there's
0: no reason to fear the wind. You ever gotta worry, hey, what the wind?